Hello and welcome to this episode of Spotlight with Sandhya. I've been enjoying talking to interesting people about their lives, passion, work and more. And I hope you've been enjoying this program too. Keep those suggestions coming about people I could invite to be featured on Spotlight with Sandhya. In today's episode, I bring you a mouth-watering story of a successful startup. You know the adage that says every cloud has a silver lining? Now, here's someone who's found a silver lining in the COVID-19 and the subsequent lockdown. Not only did he find a lining for himself, but he's become a source of good cheer to people in Bangalore. During the lockdown, without the domestic help coming in, we've been finding it difficult to keep the kitchens going. Truth to tell, you can't keep ordering from restaurants. The person who's come to our rescue is the one who's going to be featured on our show today. But to tell you more about it, I bring you Cecil Premi. Hi, Cecil. Hi, hi, Sandhya. Thanks for having me on the show. He's put together a whole community of people who can get an array of food, be it a simple dal or a succulent feast, and all being cooked by home chefs in the neighborhoods. You are proof of the belief in the startup world that an entrepreneur who's failed the first time is the one who's going to be successful in the next venture. Tell us very briefly about what you were doing before you started this new venture of yours. All right, so uh, I have been uh, in and out of uh, being an entrepreneur myself, uh, mm -hmm. almost uh, 22 years of my career span. I started one uh, venture way back in 2003 that became a phenomenal success. Uh, that was in the automotive uh, consulting space. Uh, I exited that uh, in three years time and then I got back into the corporate world. Uh, 2017, the entrepreneurship bug again bit me and lo and behold, the second time when I started out, all hell broke loose, literally. You know? So uh, I tried almost two dozen different ventures. Most of them uh, you know, collapsed. They didn't really take off. And uh, it was at that point of time that uh, you know, I was struggling with my, uh, one of my last ventures that I was on to. And that was last year and uh, I was trying to help out a friend of mine uh, with his bakery and I, I, I tried to get his stuff uh, uh, to my apartment complex uh, to the residents there and I used to kind of communicate about that uh, through, uh, through the WhatsApp group and that's where I saw the power of uh, WhatsApp groups. Uh, one thing led to another and I started uh, community-based WhatsApp groups uh, in different localities of Bangalore. So that was your Eureka moment. The way you started this business was actually by trying to be a good Samaritan or a good friend to someone. Isn't that right? You weren't really looking at it as a business idea. When the previous ventures were on, uh, the last few I would say, and when the, you know, just, just about the time when the final nails were being, uh, you know, uh, put into those coffins, uh, I was, uh, you know, I, I kind of came across this friend of mine who used to be running a bakery and he was uh, finding it difficult to sell his produce because probably his location where he was wasn't really uh, suitable for running a bakery. So I would see him uh, every time I would uh, be returning home and I made an offer to him that uh, saying, you know, what if I could help you sell your breads because breads were amazing. So, and, and, I, and I said, okay, now I've told him that I'll, I'll try selling his bread, but where do I sell it? So I reached out to people in my uh, uh, apartment uh, WhatsApp group 
and that's where i started uh, talking about it and people started placing orders you know and then that that became a regular activity every day evening when i would leave my office i would drop into that uh, uh, bakery i would pick up the bread and i would bring it home and i would send my son across uh, son across to various apartments uh, you know home homes and there he would go and deliver it so it became like a regular activity then and uh, very soon i shut down that office and uh, you know my my location shifted and i stopped going to that uh, be being on that route and therefore i could not be at that bakery and people started asking hey can we get that bread that you used to get and i used to tell them that sorry i i don't come by that route anymore so why don't you get in touch with the uh, bakery directly but that kind of gave me the the thought that hey uh, whatsapp groups are able to do something that that retail outlet playing paying lakhs of rupees as rent is unable to do and that's where i saw the power of uh, whatsapp and i said okay why not start something similar in a larger community in an area let's say uh, cook town or uh, richmond town and so on that's that was the genesis of this whole uh, concept okay that's very interesting and you also came across this concept of social proof i'm sure like many of us who've been uh, experimenting with social media and has it been working out well for you i was of the opinion that uh, you know you should have a mobile application for any kind of an online business but then what i realized was uh, there are dime a dozen or probably a few million uh, mobile applications already available and many of them don't have takers uh, for them and the reason what i realized was that there is lack of social proof and the social proof is actually very clearly visible uh, when you are on a whatsapp group or, or let's say on uh, facebook or on or on instagram so i said okay that's that's something that, that i should be gunning for so uh, it's been almost uh, 10 months and uh, i still don't have uh, a mobile application but uh, the whole uh, community has uh, mushroomed and today i have about 120 whatsapp groups more than 8000 people wow. in the community more than 150 home chefs on board it yeah so that's so yeah social proof is really something that works very well oh this name for your business um, eon foodie what does it stand for is there a meaning to it or it's just uh, some words that you put together okay eon foodie actually means uh, foodie forever an eternal foodie oh. and uh, it also means uh, everyone a foodie so uh, i believe uh, everyone loves food and uh, everyone can be a consumer on this platform and the ones who are a little more daring and a little more skilled can also be a uh, food sellers on my platform so yeah that's that's what it means so um just to you know i i'm a member of your eon foodie group and you've been nice enough to start another strictly vegetarian group also for people like me um you know who felt that that's a better way to get more food from across bangalore from vegetarian kitchens now coming uh, to the chefs how do they get on to your platform and do they have to pay something how does it work out for them yeah so as far as the uh, uh, food sellers are concerned yes uh, they have to register with us uh, we have a validation process where in which uh, we check out their premises we also do sampling of their food and yes there is a subscription that we charge them uh, it's a very insignificant amount uh, probably close to around 250 to 300 rupees is what we charge them on a monthly basis depending on the category that they fit in so this this platform is free for the people who buy food which we call them as foodies whereas uh, people who sell food uh, the food sellers they are home chefs or home bakers we also have a category called food preneurs which is basically entrepreneur who's in the uh, field of uh, food these are the people who actually pay us a sub subscription amount 
We also have a model where in which we partner with these uh, home chefs and home bakers, where in which they pay us a, a small uh, percentage of the sales that they achieve on the platform. So yeah, you can either take a subscription route or you can take a revenue sharing route with us. Oh, wonderful. And, um, you know, one of the things that uh, I noticed is the, how you've been supporting farmers, especially, you know, all the uh, fruit uh, growing farms and orchards that are in and around Bangalore. Uh, I think uh, we thoroughly enjoyed a lot of uh, grapes that we purchased and, uh, you know, the whole neighborhood enjoyed it. And now uh, I see that you've been organizing outings where people can go pick their fruit and then, uh, you know, pay the farmer for the fruit that they have picked as well as enjoy the whole bit of sharing uh, the outing with their friends and family. How did you come to think of it? And if I'm not mistaken, today's paper also said that the, you know, um, agriculture minister of our state is promoting this farm tourism. So what happened was uh, uh, while we were doing food, uh, we also felt that uh, we should increase that portfolio, which is where fruits and vegetables and bakery products like breads, uh, all that came into the picture. So uh, we started dealing with the traders to begin with, and then uh, slowly and steadily, the farmers also started approaching us. And we've been through some unprecedented times with the uh, COVID uh, situation. So that is when uh, a lot of farmers approached uh, us and uh, they wanted to uh, sell their produce. We found it difficult to uh, you know, buy the produce and sell it. Uh, we said, okay, we can introduce you to the consumers directly and they can buy it. But the problem was that uh, every time a farmer would come, let's say with a truckload of, uh, let's say veggies or fruits, now, and they would sell probably half of the truck, they wouldn't be able to take the remaining half back. You know, because when they take it back, they wouldn't be able to sell it again. So uh, that would be a loss to them. And I tried uh, taking part of that produce uh, with me and, and I stocked it, but I didn't have cold storage facilities and I lost a lot of that produce uh, because of the fruit getting decayed and all that. So then I said, okay, what's the solution to this? So I said, okay, why can't, instead of the farmer coming in and meeting the consumer, why can't the consumer go in, go to the farm? And also with the labor situation right now, the migrants have gone back. Uh, many of the farms don't have sufficient labor. So I said, you know, you could have a win-win-win here. So I said, uh, the consumer goes to the farm, plucks the fruit or harvests the vegetable, pays the farmer. So the farmer gets uh, direct access to the consumer instead of going through a broker, uh, you know, distributor and so on. So I thought that that works really well. And after the lockdown has been coming off, you know, we are all uh, wanting to uh, get a chance to go out and, you know, go out to the family and have an outing. While there is a problem with this whole social distancing thing, but if you go to a farm, frankly, there is no problem of social distancing because you're you're in a place which is wide and spread out and out in the open. So you're not really interacting with the people except for maybe your family and friends or just a small knit, small, small closed knit group. You know? So yeah, so I, I, I saw that as a great, uh, a great uh, option where everyone benefits. The consumer benefits by getting an experience and being able to buy vegetables and fruits at a low price. And the farmer gets uh, a decent value compared to what he would get uh, from the brokers. Yeah, so uh, yeah, all, all worked out well and there is frankly no need for storage uh, because the fruit is on the, on the tree or on the plant. And uh, the moment you pluck it, you buy it and you take it away. On the tree, it's almost like a cold storage, you know. So uh, on the tree, the fruit is in the best place. It doesn't get spoiled that easily. So yeah, so you, you give it time and the farmer uh, you know, sells out his produce over a period of time. It works out very well for everyone. Wow, that sounds very interesting. 
sounds, uh, you know, something that all of us would want to try at least once before we make up our mind whether it's going to become a, you know, a monthly outing at least. Uh, you know, what I did was my, myself, you know, I, I said, okay, I'm, I'm promoting this whole concept, but have I done it myself? So yesterday I went out with my family uh -huh. to this pomegranate farm. This person has about four tons of uh, pomegranates to sell and it's all hanging on the tree right now. Not many takers for it because it's done organically. And, you know, when you do something organically, generally it's not very appealing to look at. It may be very healthy to consume, but may not be very uh, nice to look at. So there are not many takers for his produce. Uh, and so therefore I went with my family and I had a lovely time there. We all thoroughly enjoyed it and we picked up a lot of fruit and we brought it here. So yeah, uh, having done that, I believe it's an amazing uh, experience to have for people. And I believe what you're paying for is just the experience and experience and, and the fruit actually comes free. You know? So that's the way I, I look at it. And I, I believe consumers will also see it that way. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure because who wouldn't want to be in the wide open spaces, smelling the earth and the greenery and you know just enjoying Absolutely. the beauty of nature um yeah, right now absolutely sure, i know with the blue clouds and i mean sorry the <laughs> white clouds in the blue sky it's yeah. awesome yeah yes. um do you have any idea about the number of you know these small entrepreneurs that you have created by enabling them to become home chefs would you have any number so we are currently at 150. Uh, our target is to touch uh, 10,000 in the next uh, year and a half. Uh, okay. So that's, that's one number that we're dealing with. So that's the home chefs and the home bakers. Yeah. And, and there is uh, another number that we're dealing with. We call them as, yeah, there's another number of people. We call them as food perennials. And that's another number. That's a much larger number that I'm, I'm targeting. So probably more than 10,000. So all put together about 20,000 people just in Bangalore. Uh, in the uh, micro entrepreneurship space of uh, food. Yeah, so that's the number that we're talking about. So who is a foodpreneur in your uh, definition? Okay, this is somebody who, uh, you know, would like to do something in the space of food, but may not be able to cook very well, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so because not everyone is gifted uh, to probably make the best chicken biryanis or the best polio uh, grays and all of that. Uh, while uh, like somebody like me, for example, the only food that I can make is is a Maggie. You know, so I, I can't oh, go beyond. What a letdown, Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I I love food, so I'm, I'm a foodie myself. But then, as far as cooking is concerned, I, I'm frankly uh, nowhere close to the kind of home chefs that, that we have on the platform. Now, there are people like me who would love to participate in, in a business opportunity like this. So what we are saying is uh, that, you know, if you as a foodpreneur can follow a process, you may not uh, be able to bring out the tastiest and the yummiest of uh, foods uh, at the end of the day. But if you follow a process, there are products, food products that, that you can produce. For example, juices, uh, preserves, jams, pickles, uh, sauces, uh, you know, your pasta sauces and you know, so on and so forth. So there are, there are about a few hundred products that can be produced by these people. Uh, the only condition is they need to follow a process and they need to have decent uh, uh, storage capacity, including refrigeration and so on. So if, if there is somebody like that uh, uh, wanting to get into a food uh, business, we have opportunities for them. We also give them access to the uh, community that we have. So now we, we can train them on the different products that they can make. We can help them store it correctly uh, and we can give them access to a market where they can sell it also. So that way, uh, I believe if they can make 10, 15, 20,000 rupees a month, 
and if they have something else alongside to take care of their things financially i, I think they'll be they, they'll be able to live a decent quality life uh, while in the city wonderful and uh, do you have plans of um, also creating you know um, cloud kitchens or something like that i think you know a lot of uh, cooks who used to come to homes and cook may find themselves without jobs uh, i think people have got used to uh, managing their own kitchens or people like me have suddenly found that there was a cook hiding inside all along and now has been let loose so we don't really need a cook every day so how are you planning to uh, harness their talent and make them a part of your business yeah so actually there are two categories of people like the one category that you just mentioned are the people who would be uh, who used to cook uh, in, in various homes uh, and they probably over a period of time lost their jobs and uh, but uh, as what has happened is uh, they are the ones who have come in touch with us the problem is uh, uh, the suitability of their home environment where uh, food can be cooked with the kind of hygiene that that we require so that may be a challenge so we are saying okay can we provide cloud kitchens and can we have some sort of uh, you know check mechanism in place that the hygiene factors can be looked into and they can produce uh, stuff in our cloud kitchens and that can be sold through the network that we have that is one there is a second category which are people who used to own restaurants before covid happened you would be aware that probably 30 40 or even 50% of the restaurants will never reopen uh again after the lockdown is lifted uh, these are people who are fantastic cooks again but what has happened is they've had to let go of the of the restaurant place that they had they've had to let go of the equipment that they that they had the labor that they had now they are all by themselves but they can also be fantastic home chefs you know and i have been coming across such people as well who are now uh, starting to uh, you know uh, prepare food from home these are two categories of people that have recently been brought in into the system and that is leading to an expansion of this whole uh, network of food sellers uh, on the platform oh wonderful what do you do when you get a negative review about uh, one of your chefs uh, be it a home chef or one of your food preneurs how do you tackle that we, we do uh, get such feedback once in a while uh, so we reach out to the home chef uh, you know frankly we're all human beings and we all could be uh, you know in a in a situation where we make a mistake knowingly or unknowingly uh, so we reach out to the home chef and we uh, counsel them you know uh, so most of the complaints would would be regarding packaging for example you know uh, a foodie says hey i received a package and the you know the, the gravy was spilling out uh, you know or the thing wasn't packed uh, really well so those are the kind of issues we take up with the home chef uh, and we uh, one is we counsel them second is if there is any support required like if they need packaging material uh, support from our side we are happy to uh, render that and uh, you know after a couple of iterations uh, things things do really get sorted out and uh, they're back on the platform again uh, once in a while we've had situations where uh, the home chef uh, hasn't been able to comply with our requirements and we've had to ask them to exit the group also but that has been uh, one odd case uh, here and there otherwise uh, our home chefs are uh, up have actually set very very high standards for themselves because frankly they are the ones who are consuming this food at home themselves it's for their family as well in fact they are extremely careful with the hygiene factors they have taken extra precautions you know with respect to all this so okay. yeah it's it's all good so far so sesil do you have plans of rolling out this business 
to different cities right now you only in bangalore if i'm right that's right uh, we have already been talking to uh, partners uh, in uh, different cities uh, so yes um, next six months we'll have this uh, rollout in at least a couple of other cities uh, and you'll get to hear about it uh, pretty soon wonderful wonderful i think uh, this has been a very uh, interesting program for me because i've been able to discover so many friends and acquaintances because i'm part of one or two groups i know you request us to be part of only one group so we don't cram you know whatsapp groups and other people can join but then it's too tempting some of the dishes which are a little away from a neighborhood are just too tempting so i i find it very interesting to see a sense of community that's being created i don't know whether you had aimed for it but that's become a bonus for all of us i i wish you great success and uh, thank you for being on this show and uh, to our viewers if you like the show please subscribe to the rainy media channel on youtube and don't forget to spread the good word see you on the other side bye bye thank you thank you sandeep thank you